0: As we continue with this ghostly spirituality series, um, last week we considered kind of the the presence and the nature of spiritual energy, which has been perceived in every time and every culture around the world, every religion. This energy goes by different names. And back in the 18th and the 19th centuries, um, in Europe it was called animal magnetism. And in traditional Chinese medicine, it was known as chi. To the Hebrews, it was called ruach, the breath of life that, um, that came into, into, it gives life to people and to, into the world. In Christians, we usually call it Holy Spirit, or the older term would be Holy Ghost. This power, this, this energy has been with us all along, and yet we have no empirical way to detect it yet let alone control it. Yet we live in a world that's full of spirits. And so how do you know then which ones are benevolent and true? And not being able to empirically show show things leads, opens the door to all kinds of fraud. In one of the letters written by John, and we're pretty sure it's the same John that wrote the gospel, you have this advice.
1: Dear friends, don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see if they are from God. Test the spirits.
0: So that sounds simple enough, but how do you actually do that? So, last Sunday in, uh, in the Kansas City Star, Bill Pierce actually turned me on to this, this story It's the story of a guy named John Harvey Mott, who moved to Kansas City back from New York back in the 1870s. Now John Mott claimed to have the ability to conjure ghosts for his customers. And so he and his wife, they they had this whole setup where they would make apparitions appear to come from a cabinet, which was later then investigated. And in 1885, Mott was arrested but later acquitted on fraud charges because the judge in that case said that everyone who took part in that spiritualism did it of their own free will, even though that they were fooled for a while. Now that case here in Kansas City came along at the same time as some other really high profile national cases, um, such especially the Fox sisters in New York. They had had, they were running a whole fraud that lasted for decades and had defrauded Thousands and thousands of people. And because of these really high-profile cases, in the late 1800s, public belief in 19th century spiritualism went away. It became kind of discredited. It became discredited. But of course, exposing some frauds certainly doesn't mean that all energy readers are frauds or that spiritual energy doesn't exist. And so it gets back to that question, how would you know? It's a question that people have asked for millennia. There's an old story. There's an old story of the prophet Elisha. And Elisha was advising the king of Israel during a time of war.
1: Aram's king was fighting against Israel. He took counsel with his officers, saying, I'll camp at such and such a place. Elisha sent word to Israel's king, Beware of passing by this place, because the Armenians are going down there. Then Israel's king sent word of his army about the enemy location. Time after time, Elisha warned the king of Israel, and the king stayed on the alert. Aram's king was extremely upset about this. He called his officers and said to them, Tell me, who among us is siding with Israel's king? One of his officers said, No one, your majesty. It's Elisha, the Israelite prophet, who tells Israel's king the words that you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Aram's king said, Go and find out where he is. Then I will send men to capture him. They told him, He is in Dothan. So the king sent horses and chariots there with a strong army. They came at night and surrounded the city. Elisha's servants got up early and went out. He saw an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. His servants said to Elisha, Oh no, master, what will we do? Don't be afraid, Elisha said, because there are more of us than there are of them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and fiery chariots chariots surrounding Elisha.
0: This is a story of the prophet Elisha using his connection with spiritual energy, the spirit of God to get information to keep Israel's army safe. And then even more, there is a, a, a ghostly or maybe it's an angelic army that is unseen that, um, by most that Elisha and that is defending Elisha and the people of Dothan. Elisha, his servant, couldn't see the defending army at first. So this story, it's an ancient story about what was happening, how Elisha was able to learn things that was going on with the Aramean army and feed it to the king of Israel. Now the question is, could Elisha have been a fraud? Could he have had spies inside the king of Iran's army? Sure, that's possible. Could God's prophet Elisha also have had a spiritual connection that guided and guarded him. Sure. So how do you discern truth from this? How do you know? So I've been on kind of a Shakespearean jag recently, and this is exactly the kind of question I remember being taught in high school in, in when, I, when I read Hamlet for the first time. Take a look.
2: My hour has almost come when I to suffer some tormenting flames must render up myself. Alas, poor ghost. Hear me not! But let my serious hearing to what I shall unfold. Speak. I am bound to hear. So art thou to revenge when thou dost hear. What? I am thy father's spirit, doomed for a certain turk the night, and for the day confined to fasting fires. the foul crimes done in my days of nature are burned and purged away but that i am forbid to tell the secrets of my prison house i could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul freeze thy young blood make thy two eyes like stars start from their spheres but this eternal blazon must not be to ears of flesh and blood. List! List! Oh, list! If thou didst ever, thy dear father, love, oh, revenge is foul and most unnatural. Murder. Murder. Murder! 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 Most foul, as in the best it is, but this most foul. Strange and unnatural. Haste me to know it, that I with wings as swift as meditation or the thoughts of love may sweep to my revenge. I find thee apt. Hmm.
0: Hamlet is driven to revenge by a ghost who claims, claims to be Hamlet's father. And because that ghost tells him to go on a quest for revenge, it brings about Hamlet's doom. Now Hamlet, Hamlet just takes the ghost at his word. The ghost says, I'm your dad, I'm your father. But he only knows this because the ghost says so. Again, lots of room for fraud. Shakespeare knew that, and he opened the question to the audience, to the readers, over the centuries. So again, how do you discern truth from the spirits? Now, this remains the question. Now, in the Torah, the first five books of the Jewish, that are called the Jewish law, there are, they, they say things like this.
1: Don't allow a female sorcerer to live.
0: Okay, I'm gonna just say that with humanity's we, misogyny and with our own traditions, sins and murders such as the Salem witch trials, let's just take that advice
1: like that and toss it out.
0: Too much innocent blood has been
1: spilled in my opinion. But here's another one. Once you enter the land that the God, the Lord your God is giving you, don't try to imitate the detestable things those nations do. There must not be anyone among you who passes his son or daughter through fire, who practices divination, is a sign reader, fortune teller, sorcerer, or a spellcaster, who converses with ghosts or spirits, or communicates with the dead. All who do these things are detestable to the Lord. It is on account of these detestable practices that the Lord your God is driving these nations out before you. Instead, you must be perfect before the Lord your God. These nations you are displaying listen to sign readers and diviners, but the Lord your God doesn't permit you to do the same. The Lord your God will raise up a prophet like me from your community, from your fellow Israelites. He's the one you must listen to.
0: The ancient scriptures never deny that connecting with spiritual power is impossible. They never deny that, in fact, quite the opposite. The law, though, the law just prohibits the practice. And so the question is always, well, why? Why, if there's power behind it, why is it prohibited? And it, in my way of thinking, it is probably because it is so open to fraud and spiritual manipulation. But it also opens the possibility that there are true prophets, like prophets like Elisha, like Moses, or like Carol, that Carol, whom, without whom, Jim Cosgrove would not have been able to solve Frank McGonigal's murder, maybe even like Jesus let me just say for the record I am not a prophet that is not a gift that I've got I I can sense the spirit but I cannot reliably understand it that's not a gift not a gift I have the spirit guides me but it often takes me a long time to recognize or to understand so if you're ever asking me for prophecy don't ask I don't know that's not my gift yet I do believe that there are those who may have those gifts But I am extremely skeptical. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You're only a prophet if you're right. And the best prophets of old weren't always right. And so what it comes down to is this. It comes down to trust. And trust is just another word for faith. Faith is the reality of what we hope for the proof of what we don't see. Faith is trusting that there is more going on in this universe than we can know or that we can see. And Jesus advises us to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And skepticism is wise because there are a lot of frauds. And innocence. Being open to God's Holy Spirit, that presence that is at work in our world, that is also essential. Now, if you're ever interested in the history, people for centuries have tried to create rules to govern how prophets are determined to be real or not. And if you're interested in that, come to coffee with me on Wednesday. I'll go over all the history to it. But I'll I'll tell you this for now for all the effort that has been done over the centuries on that, no one knows. They try, but no one knows. So my advice is this. In a world of all of these spirits that have influence on us in many ways, stick to the core values of Jesus, of mercy, value compassion, justice, nonviolence, and inclusivity. And if like the ghost in Hamlet, anyone tells you that, uh, to follow a path that does not or works against those values, that is not the way. No matter how much they claim, the ends may justify the means. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, guide me and guard me through the perils of this life. Be my wisdom and my true word. Shepherd me with light and love until we are one.